Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Good morning, everybody. Again, my name is Patrick Hotelling, and it's just been my privilege and my honor to be able to just talk with you about how God's Word, how the Gospel, how my focus on my relationship with God, how my seeking God and following after Him with all my heart has set me free from 26 years of pornography addiction, sexual immorality, and, and everything that's associated with it. So I've been blessed to talk to you one more time. Uh, over the last four teachings, we've covered a lot of things. You've heard about my testimony and what pornography has done to me uh, what pornography did to me and just in the pit of the, the proverbial pit of hell it took me down all the way and how it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and how it was you know even though I was a born-again spirit-filled Christian from the time I was 18 years old it was my choices I was making it wasn't the fact that I wasn't righteous on the inside and you know what in Ultimately, it all goes back to spirit, soul, and body, that if you get a, a revelation of the, how God looks at you, how the Lord looks at you, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, and that all your sin is paid for and everything else. And then when you get a revelation on this, and when you focus on this, then the guilt and shame, the guilt, shame, and condemnation that comes along with pornography will, will cease to stop uh, beating you into the dirt like it does will stop making you say to yourself that I'm not worthy, that I'm a miserable mess, and that I'm nothing. You know, when you focus on the fact of who you are in Christ, that's when your mind begins to change. And that's, uh, you know, as Romans 12, 2 says, that we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, by ripping out the old stuff and putting the new stuff in. So it's ultimately getting a revelation of who you are in Christ, of that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, that you are above reproach, holy, and without blame before him. That that's what sets you free. That this is the gospel, this is the good news, that you've been made righteous in Jesus. And that's what sets you free. You know, and over the last four, four lessons, four teachings, that I've said some of the same things over and over again. Hopefully you've gotten the point that I've, I've, I've driven home this point so much that you say, hey, there's a pattern here. And the pattern is the fact that he was set free from pornography, not from what he did, um, not from his own works, his own confidence in the flesh or anything else, because if you tried under your own effort, you're going to fail each and every time. But hopefully you see there's a pattern that what he did is he focused on his relationship with Jesus. He sought God he sought the Lord with all his heart, Matthew 6, 33. Seek, seek, the, uh, seek the Lord with all your heart. Seek, seek him in his righteousness. Seek the kingdom of God. And then everything else is going to come along with this. Everything else is just a benefit of this. It's a byproduct of your relationship with God. Everything is a byproduct of your relationship. You know, uh, Teresa and I spoke just this Wednesday, and uh, we have a teaching thing called What to Do Wednesdays on our own ministry website, Fully Known Ministries. And uh, I talked about a, something about my pastor tells us, he relays a story one time where when he was younger that he, he became friends with a, a family, or a, a, a boy that was uh, worked in a movie theater. He became good friends with them. 
and he had a relationship with this guy that he was best friends with him or something and because his family owned a movie theater or no I think he just worked at a movie theater but because he worked at a movie theater that he he allowed uh, my pastor to come in and you know when they would get the movies in like Star Wars or some fantastic movie and I'm dating myself I know that uh, he would be able to see it two or three days before the actual public saw it and he would be on uh, late kickback with his big bucket of popcorn, his blanket, and watching a movie when nobody else would be in theater. This was a benefit of relationship. This was a benefit of relationship. He didn't pick out somebody and seek them, okay, what can I gain by having a relationship with them? Although that is true, that you will gain something by relationship with the Lord, but that's not the reason we seek him out. But anyways, uh, my pastor got all these benefits of being able to see all the preview all these movies before the public saw them because he had relationship. You know, in Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who has healed all your diseases, who has forgiven all your iniquities, who has redeemed your life from destruction, who has crowned you with loving kindness. Okay? These are all benefits of relationship that flow out of that. We don't seek, we don't got, go to God with an agenda and saying, okay, I just want the healing, nothing else, or I want the prosperity, I want the joy, I want the peace in my life, nothing else. No, all these benefits flow out of a relationship. So hopefully you've seen that, that it wasn't because of my own works or my own confidence in the flesh, or anything I've done, although I tried so many times I can't even count and list them. I've tried to get out of pornography and sexual immorality under my own power, but it just doesn't work. You fall on your face every single time. Every single time you put confidence in your flesh or in your own ability, your own willpower, you know what? It just ain't going to work. And I, I've, I've hammered that point home, so you, you've gotten that before. But when you change, when you go to the Lord and say, Lord, I cannot do this. I cannot overcome sin. I cannot defeat the devil. And hear me out here. Notice I said that I cannot do this. Jesus came to do that for me. Okay, In Christ, I can do all things. It doesn't say that I can do it of myself. Okay, In Christ, I can do all things. That he gives me the power to overcome sin. That my focus, my mind, I set my mind on things above and not on things of the earth. And I walk in the Spirit, and that means, you know, abiding in Him, abiding in the Lord, seeking Him with all your heart, spending time with Him, spending time in His Word, studying, praying, worshiping, everything else. Walking in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, I keep pounding these things home to you. I keep telling you these things. So why do I keep telling you these things? Because the, this is the truth. This is how I was set free. And this is my last teaching. I get to, to drive this point home. And let's, look, let's go to, to prove that scripture. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Let me read that again. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but it is for you it is safe. Paul, numerous times, over and over and over and over again, Paul kept writing the same things to the different churches, Corinthians, Galatians, and Church at Ephesus, uh, Philippi, Galatia. He kept writing these same things over and over again. Why did he keep saying the same thing over and over again? He said, it's not tedious for me to do this. It's not grievous, uh, grievous for me to do this. 
because you have to get this information, right? You have to understand this. You have to get revelation of the fact that the, the power is in the gospel and the good news of Jesus and focusing your mind on Jesus and thinking about him. That when you focus, when you think about him and your mind is on him, everything else fades away. Then Isaiah 26.3 comes alive that he whose mind has stayed on me or stayed on the Lord, he will keep him in perfect peace. Right? You'll be in perfect peace if your mind has stayed on the Lord. So Paul said, Does, if I keep saying the thing, same things over and over to you again. Well, you know what? I can't, Teresa and I were talking about this this week, and I can't tell you how many times over the years that I must have heard a message from different preachers, the same preachers, so I must have heard the same message over and over and over again. But you know what? We, we learn or we hear things, and each day we have filters, okay? We're hearing things through filters. And I say, you, uh, what I mean by is you might have the filter of a bad day. You might have the filter of being in strife with your, with your spouse. You might have the filter of a bad day. Maybe you got into a fender bender with your car. Maybe one of your kids is acting up something else. So when you go to listen to teachings, all this, this, this word is coming in is being filtered through these circumstances of your life, okay? So when you hear something over and over again, when you're taught something, the same message, say the parable of the sower, which is an amazing parable, then if you don't understand the parable of the sower about seed, time, and harvest, and the condition of the soil, which is your heart, right? if you don't understand this, then you're not going to understand anything else. So let's take the parable of the sower. I must have heard that 50 to 100 times, teachings on that you know, through Bible college and through different teachers and everything else. But uh, this was just two years ago. I got a major revelation off that, and I heard it, and it hit me like a ton of bricks, as revelation often does. Because different days, I'll have different things that I'm filtering the word through. All right? It would be great if we didn't have any filters that the word needed to come through, but we need to hear these things over and over again so that you're going to hear something each and uh, you're going to hear something different pretty much every time you hear a message, right? So you need to hear these things over and over again. And then when you get revelation on them, write them down. Write that stuff down. Write that revelation down because then you can go back to it and you, and you don't forget that revelation. You protect that seed. When that revelation, that seed, gets planted in your heart in the soil, you need to protect the seed. Protect it from the birds that would dig it up. Protect it from everything else. You need to water it. You need to nurture it. You need to protect it. You know, when we plant a seed in the ground, we leave it go and we, we protect it, we water it, we nurture it. And what does that mean? That watering, nurturing a seed far as spiritually means we study on it, we meditate on it, we think about it, we speak it out loud, we murmur it, we, we speak it. And so, so we protect that seed. And so, uh, where was I going with this? So, well, anyway, so you, you need to hear this over and over and over again, all right? So Paul said, for me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is good, it is safe for you to hear these things. So, with that little introduction, today what I wanna to talk to you about is, we're gonna spend some time in Proverbs, right? Proverbs, amazing book. And uh, you know, just my, my, my encouragement to you, there are 31 Proverbs, right? And if you read a proverb, like today is, is the 23rd, so read, Proverbs 23. Tomorrow is, is the 24th, read Proverbs 24. And most oftentimes there are 30 or 31 days in a month and you can fix that 30 and 31 thing at the end. Just maybe you have to read two Proverbs in a day or one less. But 
when, then when the month starts over again, read Proverbs 1. And just keep doing this month after month after month after month. I've been doing this now for probably about six, probably eight months. Uh, probably about six months now. Every month I'm reading Proverbs and spending time in them. And it, it will really open your eyes. So anyway, so let's go back to Proverbs. I got something yesterday from Proverbs 22. Yesterday was the 22nd, so I read Proverbs 22. So Proverbs 22, verses 17, verses through 21. It says, incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge, for it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips. So apply, incline your ear, listen, seek out knowledge, wisdom, in, in teaching and understanding, good wisdom. Seek it out. Search for it. It's hidden for treasure, and we're going to talk about that in a second. And apply your heart to my knowledge. Think about it. Meditate on it. It is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Keep meditating on that word. Study it. Let them all be fixed upon your lips. Speak it out. Speak God's word out. Speak his wisdom and his word out. Speak the promises of God to you out. There's power in our words. The power of death and life is in the tongue. And you have a choice. Speak life. Speak God's word. Don't speak death. So that your trust, verse 19, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you, and right here, pay attention. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I, make, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth? Solomon says, King Solomon says, Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge? God's word, his wisdom, is ex they're excellent things of counsel and knowledge of his wisdom. The counsel of God may stand. All right. The counsel of God will stand above everything else, and it will, will never, never fail. And then verse 21, this is what I want to uh, focus on. That I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth. When you focus on this, when you study wisdom, when you ask for wisdom, discernment, and understanding, and when you study it and you spend time in it, you're going to know the certainty of the words of truth. You're going to know that God's way is the way to do it. It is the only way, not man's way. It is certain that God's way is the only way to do something. God's way is the only way to live our lives. Right? You can try and attempt something by doing it your own way, but God's way is the only way, so that you may know the certainty of the word of truth. Okay. You know, in my profession over the years, I spent uh, eight years in Marine Corps, then um, a number of years in the Middle East, in Iraq and Afghanistan, and then uh, uh, I still do uh, protection work. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I still do protection work for, for people. All right, so in my way, in attending various training classes on this, different weapons, different techniques, things like this, right? Every time you get these A-type personalities, former SEALs, uh, Army Special Forces, stuff like that, they get up in front of you and say, I want to show you, uh, now granted, these guys do know their job, all right? So they're awesome. So they get up in front of you in a period of instruction, and they say, I'm going to show you a way of doing something. This is a technique, a way of doing something. And most often they say, this is a tool for your toolbox. In other words, uh, you have many tools in your toolbox, and sometimes you can use different tools for one job. But this, they want to say, I want to show you a way of doing something. But what they don't, most often, I've never heard this, but I'm sure there's some out there that would. They never get up there and say, this is the way to do it. Right? The way indicates that is, it is the only way, and it is the perfect way of doing something. 
they always say, let me show you a way to do this, a new technique to reload or new techniques for clearing a, a building, something like that. So, but they don't say this is the way, the only way you can do it because it's not true, okay? So, however, that, that however is unlike the Word of God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way. He is not a way. He is not one of many ways. He is not many, one of many ways to get to, the, to God. He is only the way, the truth. That is in contrast to the instructors that would say, let me show you a way. Okay, so this is the way. God's way is the way to do something, all right? It's in, and it's all these lessons that I've taught you about focusing on him and spending time in the word and letting him do this and coming to him and say, I can't do this on my own. I can't escape pornography on my own. I need help to do this. And you have to humble yourself. You have to come to the, sometimes you got to come to the end of yourself. And I hope we talked about that. I want you to make a choice, make a decision that this pornography is destroying your life before you come to an end of yourself and say, hey, this is bad. The Lord said this will destroy my life. If I sow to the flesh, I will of the flesh reap destruction, death. Not because of punishment from God, but because it's a choice I'm making. Okay? Not because you are, you can be doing this stuff and being a born-again, spirit-filled son or daughter of God, you can be doing this stuff by making bad choices and still be righteous inside your spirit and all the time you got these two things fighting because you're doing things that do not sow to the spirit but they're sown to the flesh and you know it's wrong so jesus is the way god's way is the way and paul points that out when he says uh take heed that paul says that there is no other foundation which anyone can lay, but then that which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only foundation. He is the rock on which we must build on. He is not the sand. He's not the shifting sand. He is not weak. He's not anything else. He's not a foundation that will crumble and fail. He is the foundation we build upon. And Paul says, take heed how you build upon it. Build on it the way, which is God's way, with, with gold, silver, and precious stones, and by doing it his way, and not man's way, uh, wood, hay, straw, sticks, things that are going to fail on you, okay? And that would be your confidence in your flesh and you trying on your own ability. So Paul emphasized that do it his way. All right, so let's, let's, let me turn to, I'll go to Proverbs. Proverbs, let's go to chapter 1 and 2. Proverbs chapter 1 and 2. All right, I guess I'll just start out at verse 20. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20, it says, Wisdom calls out inside. Um, is that where I want to start? All right, wisdom calls, verse 20, chapter 1. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares, and she cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? Uh, for scorners delight in scorning, and fools hate knowledge. And wisdom says, turn at my rebuke. Wisdom is calling out for you. There is wisdom in God's word. And it's calling out for you and say, listen to me. Don't listen to the world's way. Don't listen to uh, the way of the flesh. Don't, don't listen to God's word. Listen to these words of wisdom that you're going to know, like it says in chapter 22, the certainty of the words of truth. 
Wisdom says, turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit upon you. I will make my words known to you. You know, if you ask God for, for wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, he's going to grant that to you. All right? You ask him in faith, and you receive that by faith. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, Paul prayed this. And you thank the Lord for the wisdom and revelation of the knowledge and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. So anyways, because wisdom has called out, this is talking about a man, a person who has refused the way of wisdom, knowledge, discernment, and understanding. All right? To, to re this is talking something about someone that's refused God's wisdom. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I will also laugh at your calamity and I will mock when your terror comes and when your terror comes like a storm and your destruction comes like a whirlwind. Okay? So, because you're choosing the wrong choices, your destruction will come because you did not listen to wisdom, because you did not make the right choices. Again, choices have consequences. I'm not speaking about our righteousness in God. Uh, God still loves us and he won't stop loving us and nothing can separate us from the love of God. But this is just plain wisdom, discernment, understanding, knowledge, revelation. All right, this is God's word. All right. So once all this destruction comes upon them because they didn't listen to wisdom, then verse 28 says, uh, "Then they will call on me, and I will not answer." Because, and this is not like God. This is just saying that they're not seeking God. They're saying, "What's happening?" Well, I don't understand, but they're still not seeking God. We're saying, why is all this stuff coming upon me? All right? they, because they hated knowledge and did not choose. This is verse 29, chapter 1. Because they hated knowledge and they did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would have none of my counsel and despise my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat of the fruit of their own way. If you sow to the flesh, you will have the flesh reap destruction and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning of the way of the simple will slay them, and a complacency of fools will destroy them. So, it talks about this person because they didn't listen to wisdom and knowledge. They are being destroyed in destruction. But the good thing is, the good thing is, is that with a heartfelt cry, with a godly repentance, that we can cry out to God, that you can cry out to God in the lowest pit, because I've done this, all right, God has saved my life numerous times. That you can cry out to God and he hears your cry. He pulls you, Bible says he pulls you up out of that horrible pit and out of the miry clay which you're stuck in, okay? You're actually literally stuck in it, right? And you can't get out. But you cry out to him with a heartfelt cry. And that's, this has to be a sincere cry, right? It can't be just say, um, it can't be a... It has to be a godly sorrow. The Bible talks about a godly sorrow and not a human sorrow that you just got caught. Say you got caught viewing pornography or you got caught cheating on your wife or your spouse or something. There, then you don't really mean it, but there's a human sorrow because you got caught. Well, this is not a godly sorrow, okay? This is a, yeah, I got caught. I'm sorry. Please forgive me everything else. And then six months later, you're doing the same thing. All right, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that God will pull you out of the pit when you cry and you seek him with all your heart and say, I can't do this anymore, Lord. I'm dying. I'm being destroyed here. That you seek God with all your heart and he pulls you out of that pit of destruction. Uh, chapter 2. We're going to talk about chapter 2 and I'll probably wrap this up. My son, 
chapter 2, verse 1 of Proverbs. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your, your voice for understanding, if you seek for her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, talking about wisdom, and knowledge, discernment, understanding, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If you seek for this, if you seek for God's wisdom, if you seek for him, then you will find him, right? When you seek him with all your heart, he will be found by you, okay? When you draw near to God, the Bible says, he's going to draw near to you, all right? When you seek him with all your heart, that's, what, that's the clue right there, right? And you will find the knowledge of God, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. But like verse, um, you have to place a value in the first couple of verses it talks about if you seek her as silver and search for his hidden treasure. You have to place a value, an importance and a value on God's wisdom and God's, God's knowledge and his word and what, his truth. You have to place a value on this above everything else in your life. Okay, and that's when you're going to find this, find him, and God will give this wisdom and knowledge to you. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. Then you're going to understand every good path. When wisdom enters your heart, you're going to understand every good path. And if you if you look at the um, first probably seven chapters of Proverbs. It, it, it speaks a good deal about sexual immorality and adultery and everything else, and how there is a path. There's a path that leads upward and a path that goes downward. Right? And it talks about the path that leads to hell, that the dead are there, that the, um, the, the mouth of someone who, or someone who lures you in to commit sexual immorality uh, talks about there is a path and it lines, winds down to hell. So there is a path and you have a choice to make about this path. But when you have God's wisdom, when you understand his wisdom and his, his discernment, his knowledge and everything else, when you have this, then you're going to understand every good path, the Bible says in chapter 2, verse 9. When wisdom enters your heart, verse 10, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, right? This is what keeps you and protects you. Right, because you know God's wisdom, you have it, and you're gonna you're gonna recognize attacks when the end from the enemy when you come. You're gonna know when you're being attacked, and you're gonna know when you need to flee fornication and running, get out of there. And you're gonna know, and you're not gonna put yourself in positions that you shouldn't have been in in the first place. You're not gonna be in these positions. You know, there's a good thing. Uh, speaking a side note here, and speaking about the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not do this. Most people, 99% 99% of people, when they hear this, they think these are, you know, they hear them as, you shall not do this, you shall not do this. But you know what? When you're walking in the Spirit, when your heart is seeking the Lord with all your, when your heart is seeking the Lord with all your might, with everything you have, when you're abiding in Him, when you have a revelation of how much God loves you, then look at it this way. Don't look at it as, as thou shalt not do this. Look at it, look as it, when you're doing all this, you're not going to do this. Right? When you're, when you're, praise God, when you're abiding in Jesus, when you're abiding in the vine and spending all your time with the Lord, then you're not going to naturally do the Ten Commandments. You're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to do all this bad stuff. Right? When you're doing this, when you're, when you're abiding in the Lord, when you're seeking His wisdom, when you're studying His Word, 
you're just naturally not going to do this, right? So look at it that way instead of um, thou shalt not, look at it as you will not. You're not going to do that because you love him. You know how much he loves you. You have a seek that revelation of how much he loves you. And you're naturally not going to do this stuff. All right, so when knowledge is pleasant in your soul, discretion, verse 11, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you. To deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths, the paths, the ways of uprightness. Remember I told you there is a path to walk in the ways of darkness who rejoice in doing evil. All right? All these things, when, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant in your soul, it will do verse 16. It will deliver you from the immoral woman or immoral man, doesn't matter, either one, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house, for their house, it can be a man or woman that seduces you, right? For their house leads down to death and their paths lead to the dead. None who go into their return, nor do they regain the paths of life, all right? So there's a path that leads down that word. Wow, okay. So Proverbs, God's wisdom, God's way of doing things. There is the way, there may be a way with man. With man there may be a way, but with God there is only the way, and that way is through Jesus and seeking him. So let me try to wrap this all up. You heard about my testimony, 26 years of of just a life of hell, suicide attempts, mental health hospitals, and everything else, because I was making the wrong choices in my life, because I was living in the flesh, I was setting my mind on things of the earth, and all the while trying to get out of it under my own power. But when I made a choice, when I made a decision to seek God and do it His way, that is the way, which is Jesus, through my relationship with Him, that uh, that is the way, and that's the only way I got out of it, okay? We talked about the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. The gospel is the power of God. And walking in the spirit, you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. And don't get that way around. Don't try, to, don't try to not fulfill the lust of the flesh and then walk in the spirit. Do what the Bible says first. Do the priorities first. Okay? Talk about God's wisdom. We talked about confidence in the flesh. I, I don't really have anything else to add to all this. But I just want you to meditate on these things. I want you, I told you in the beginning that I wanted to be transparent with you. I wanted you to learn from me. I wanted you to um, learn from my mistakes so you wouldn't have to make the mistakes. That's a big thing about learning from somebody in, in wisdom, in learning from other people, is that we can learn from their mistakes. Right? Don't do the same things I did. Right? Seek the Lord right now with all your heart. Make a choice, say, I'm not doing this anymore verbally say out loud, no, I am not going to do this. Establish a verbal barrier and say, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to seek the Lord with all my, all my heart and I'm going to continue. I'm going to go down that path. I'm not going to go down my own path. And let me give you a few practical things. All right. Get rid of, if there, uh, there's good seed and bad seed to plant. If you have bad seed in your house, get rid of it. All right. If you if you know that you have triggers by going on the internet when you're alone, right, set, set parameters, set limits for you, right? 
Don't go on the internet when you're alone, late at night, or anything else. Don't watch R-rated movies. Know what's in a movie before you watch it. That puts bad images in your head. Right? If you know what triggers you, if you know where you shouldn't be, don't go there. Okay? If you know that you don't need to, uh, if you don't know that you need to go to the beach and and have your eyes full of things that shouldn't you have your eyes things full of. All right, don't do it. All right, remove the bad seed before you get a chance to plant it, okay? Because that seed will come up, whether it's good or bad, it's still going to grow, right? Do, do some practical things, do, um, do some practical things. And above all, first of all, light destroys darkness. So tell somebody, right? I know this is a hard thing to do. I just counseled somebody yesterday on this is that tell somebody about this. Tell somebody, I have a problem with pornography. But here's the thing, and I'm not saying announce it to the world on Facebook or announce it to the world, okay? Find somebody, find a pastor, a, a leadership in a church, or a good godly friend, all right? And tell them, listen, I have a problem with pornography. Because there's something about bringing a problem to light. When you bring darkness to light, it destroys it, all right? It helps. All right, it, it destroys it. So tell somebody about your problem. All right, get hold of somebody. Somebody you can trust and that will hold this in confidence, okay? There are so many practical things you can do to, to help you fight this, okay, in the natural. But above all, be transformed, be changed by the renewing of your mind, by keeping your mind on the gospel, by keeping your mind on Jesus, okay? I'm going to end it there. I love you guys very much. And... I can't tell you how important this, uh, this message is to me to get out because I know it destroyed my life and I don't want it to destroy your life. And it's a silent problem that just no one's talking about. All right. So uh, if, if you need, if you have any questions or if I can help you, my wife and I have info. At, we run Fully Known Ministries and we have a info at Fully Known Ministries. If you have a question or if I can help you in some way, send your questions to info at Fully Known Ministries. And I'm not an expert on this, but I have a lot of experience through my life and through, through dealing with this problem, okay? Send your questions to info at fullyknownministries.com. I love you guys. You're blessed. You're loved. And never forget who you are in Christ. And I'll see you when I see you. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.